Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. April the 22nd, 1993. 18-year-old Stephen Lawrence is waiting for a bus in Eltham, South East London, when he's assaulted and killed in a racist attack by six white teenagers he didn't know. Today, 30 years since that fatal attack, only two of his killers have faced justice, and three years after the investigation became inactive, the Met Police has named a new major suspect, Matthew White, who died aged 50 in 2021. The lead identifying him was investigated two decades after it was passed to the Met's homicide team, all because of an error about who gave them the information. On LBC, Metropolitan Police Assistant Commissioner Matt Twist apologised for the failings in the investigation. So so it's awful, isn't it? We know the the impact of the racist murder of Stephen Lawrence and the subsequent inquiries continue to be felt throughout policing. And um, one can only think of his family at this moment in time. Um, Unfortunately, too many mistakes were made in the initial investigation. We know that, and the impact of them continues to be felt. Um, It's recently been the 30th anniversary and the Commissioner Sir Mark Rowley apologised for our failings and I will do so again. He wouldn't be drawn on whether the case would become active again. Joining me now to run us through the details of the Met's investigation is our crime reporter John Dunn. So John, there is a long series of events that have led to this new suspect. Can you explain why it's taken two decades for the Met Police to chase this lead? Yes, I'm afraid this is another sorry part of the tale of the investigation into the murder of Stephen Lawrence. Now we're more than 30 years on um, from the event in 1993, and a suspect has now been named publicly for the first time, a new suspect, in inverted commas. His name is Matthew White. At the beginning of the investigation into the Stephen Lawrence murder, This Matthew White was on the police radar. It was suggested to them that he had been at the house of one of the other suspects on the night of the murder, and witnesses had put him at the scene. In what capacity, that's not clear, but he's more than one witness said he was there at the time of the fatal stabbing. Now, police had his name. They interviewed 
him and he was not named because he wasn't arrested. He was questioned and police have subsequently, all, all this time on, more than 30 years, they have named him um, following a fresh investigation, which has thrown his name up along with surveillance footage of him from times after the murder. And I understand he was actually interviewed on a couple of occasions, two or three. Why was that? And what sort of came out of those interviews? He was arrested having been put at the scene um, by, by witnesses, but he denied any connection with the crime. A key part to this name coming up is the fact that a relative of his had contacted a policeman sometime after the murder and said that that relative, a male, had information that White had admitted being there at the scene. Now, that information, for whatever reason, the detective who who initially had that information wasn't part of the investigation, but he passed it on to the relevant team, which they followed up. But at the time, recent times after the murder, they didn't manage to get hold of the right relative and therefore didn't get the information. Some years later, they found the right relative, but the information that they gleaned was still not enough to bring a prosecution. And do we know any more about Matthew White himself? Are there any more details being released about him? Matthew White um, lived uh, in Eltham and was known to be, you know, an associate of some of those prosecuted in connection with the crime. He went on his life unravelled. He went, he became addicted to hard hard drugs. He was a heroin addict at the end of his life. I understand. Died only age fifty. He also had a criminal record in 2020 you know relatively recently he assaulted and harassed a shopkeeper on the same road where Stephen Loris was stabbed all those years ago he was convicted and um, he was said to be threatening the shopkeeper who was a black male saying you're going to get Stephen Lawrence after this shopkeeper accused him of shoplifting. So he had a criminal record. And apart from having a few um, jobs here and there, he worked as a gardener at one stage and in the building trade. But he he, he died in a bedsit and, and was a known drug addict. And I understand four former Mets police officers are being investigated for potentially committing criminal misconduct. What do we know about that? Yes, the... Um, Independent Office for Police Conduct announced in 2020, um, following an investigation which was started in 2014, that they have submitted a file to the Crown Prosecution Service, CPS, uh, to consider whether four former officers who are in senior roles uh, during the um, the early stages of the investigation, uh, the possibility that they have committed criminal offences of misconduct in public office. As stated before, it was a very controversial start to the inquiry and the inquiry, uh, an investigation into the way that the inquiry was dealt with at the beginning resulted in the McPherson report, which was heavily critical of the police and said that they were institutionally racist. So these individuals are being investigated for perhaps lacking in vigour in their investigation in the early part of the um, inquiry into Lawrence's, Stephen Lawrence's death. Let's take a break now. In part two, our Home Affairs editor, Martin Bentham, discusses how this latest admission of failings will impact the Met's reputation. No, I think this case will remain a stain on the Met's reputation forever, really. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Joining me now is the Evening Standards Home Affairs Editor, Martin Bentham. So Martin... When you look at the details of the the case, the investigation around the murder of Stephen Lawrence, the number of times Matthew White was interviewed, it's a complicated series of events to follow. When you consider the initial error and all the subsequent interviews that the, the Met had with him, how does that look for the Met? Well, clearly, as with a lot of the Stephen Lawrence investigation, all that's emerged with it, a lot of it doesn't look very good. Clearly, in this case, he was arrested eventually, but opportunities to arrest him and potentially bring him to justice uh, were certainly missed early on. And clearly, he's never been brought to justice. He's now dead, so he's never going to be brought to justice. And at face value, the evidence before us today, which the Met has revealed following this BBC investigation, does indicate that there was a a strong case to answer, at, at the very least. So clearly that's very troubling and it's the latest in a long line of very troubling revelations about what's happened with this investigation. Clearly, we all know, it's been well documented, that unfortunately it was blighted right from the start by racism, corruption and so on. And then a series of subsequent errors in the investigation. But the truth of the matter is that although the Met sometimes is very good at going back and and pursuing cold cases and can bring people to justice at the very long time after the uh, the event yeah, if you've made a mess of the initial investigation then that task is an awful lot harder and sometimes proves impossible because you clearly uh, lose the evidence that you might have had at the time to be able to bring somebody to justice so and as I say in this case he's dead anyway so uh, there's no possibility of it in his case but yeah, clearly very very troubling. And following this this news today, I mean, what are the criticisms that are being made about the Met surrounding this case? I think the criticisms surrounding it are the, are the same ones, aren't they? That in, in this case, there's there's been testimony from a, from a relative that's apparently been not for any malign reason, it's, it appears, but simply wrongly entered on the police database. Therefore, the relative was not interviewed until you know a long time after this initial uh, report was made. That uh, the relative saying that. Uh, that White had been present at the the scene of the attack. His his description or his appearance matched that of the person that Dwayne Brooks had seen and described Dwayne Brooks, the friend of uh, Stephen Lawrence, who witnessed the, the whole thing. And so, yeah, so clearly th- that in itself was just was a, in effect an administrative error, but one with very serious consequences. And then there's there are other problems that have emerged of just an apparent lack of determination, according to one of the uh, the people involved, Clive Driscoll, a former detective involved in the case, suggestions that he was uh, deterred from pursuing pursuing the case and and told not to, in essence, not to bother pursuing it at a later stage when when he'd had some of this material. So, 
I don't know the truth of that, and that's an allegation which we haven't had a proper response to as yet, but clearly the Met has admitted that it made you know, too many mistakes in its own admission in the case, and, and what's emerged today just illustrates further the problems that have um, blighted uh, this investigation and still led to only two people being convicted of Stephen's murder when clearly the trial judge in the conviction of those two, Gary Dobson and um, David Norris, said there were probably three or four other people at large who were responsible. So we know that there are other people who were responsible who should have been brought to justice. We, we, three other people have been named, of course, and, and now Matthew White is the is the fourth one to be named in addition to the two who've been convicted. And yet, clearly, while that situation remains, it's very unsatisfactory for for every single person, actually, to see, uh, to see people who've carried out something so heinous uh, remaining at, at liberty, never being brought to justice for it, and particularly so, obviously, for the f- friends and family of, of Stephen Lawrence. And obviously, this is the sort of latest blow for the Met Police after a bit of a tough couple of years in terms of their reputation. But can the Met claw back some kudos, as it were, from this case if they do come to a sort of definitive decision over White and a almost sort of posthumous conviction? Well, I don't think there's any way of doing that, frankly. You, know, you, you can't achieve a, pos- a posthumous conviction. Um, you can say you believe that that person w- was responsible. I think they've clearly put cases to the CPS about him on two occasions, and they have decided that there was no realistic prospect of a conviction. So I think that particular avenue is, is closed to them. No, I think this case will remain a stain on the Met's reputation forever, really, because even if there was belatedly to gain some convictions of those others who are still alive, if they were able to do it, clearly it's been far too long in achieving that. And it again appears unlikely that they're ever going to be able to to achieve that. So no, I think unfortunately it's it, it's what it isn't today. It's a, a stain on the Met's reputation. Unfortunately, one of, well, several such cases where things have not been done correctly and people have got away with uh, serious crimes. Not doesn't happen too often, but it does happen, and some of them have been particularly notorious. And this, you know, the highest of them all, I suppose, from that point of view. But you know, no, no realistic prospect of any of any great credit coming to the mess from this case in the future. If the Met wants to take anything from this case, what it needs to take forward is is to deliver what everybody involved in that case would have wanted, which is to ensure that the, the, the racist attitude which definitely blighted the Stephen Lawrence inquiry do not blight further inquiries, further investigation and the and the handling of policing in London in general. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.